Welcome to the Chronicles of Amanda Cheremiah, Episode 2, The Search for Self. This episode corresponds to Chapter 3, Introducing the Researchers and Their Searches. In this chapter, Absalom spoke with a handful of Indigenous masters and PhD scholars who are primarily from Canada about their educational journey. There are two statements that resonate with me in this chapter. First, in Absalom's discussion with Dr. Don Marsden, she said her conversation reminded her of this quote. Much of what we do as Indigenous searchers relate back to the basic search for self. Here's the quote again of, of Dr. Don Marsden. Quote, much of what we do as Indigenous searchers relate back to the basic search for self. The second quote, Willie Ermine emphasized that we need to be careful what knowledge we bring into the academy because our communities need our knowledge. Let me read that again for you. So Willie Ermine emphasized that we need to be careful what knowledge we bring into the academy because our communities need our knowledge. These statements exemplify the connection to self and indigenous communities. Absalon interweaves these themes throughout the narratives of several researchers in this chapter. It's encouraging to know that there are many scholars that have paved a way for me in higher education. After reading through the different profiles, I began to ponder. Oftentimes, indigenous methodologies are specific to a tribal nation, which sometimes doesn't resonate or connect with other researchers, indigenous or non-indigenous. For example, when I began to craft my dissertation proposal, I found several research articles based in indigenous methodologies and epistemologies. This is a tongue twister. <laughs> While I recognize the significance of the literature authored by indigenous scholars, Oftentimes, I can't translate the indigenous methodologies and epistemologies to my research because it's rooted in a specific tribe that greatly varies from my Pueblo of Laguna culture. I don't feel comfortable altering, shifting, or speaking about another tribe's narrative methodologies or epistemologies that are not my own. However, what is greatly beneficial about indigenous authored literature is that indigenous scholars are carving out much needed spaces in academia. These indigenous scholars serve an ex example to me as when I become to an aspire. Wait, 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 let me say this again. So these indigenous scholars serve as a great example to me because I'm an inspiring indigenous author within the academy. On another note, with other indigenous doctoral students, we often talk about our intended research topics. As Dr. Don Marsden said in the chapter, our research connects back to our search for self. For instance, my research topic involves integrating the oral tradition with digital media college students utilize on a daily basis. In developing my dissertation proposal, I often ask myself, why am I pursuing a PhD? 
I'm reminded that my future dissertation will produce knowledge and keys that will benefit our indigenous communities. And ultimately, I know that the Lord has called me to do so. I get, though, why the PhD track is less traveled. Because it's hard! (laughs) Forming my dissertation proposal by reading and sifting through thousands and thousands of sources to support my narrative and research arguments has been really difficult. Although a turbulent and challenging process, I learn a lot about myself as a student. I learn about my motives, my goals, my thresholds, my tolerance levels, my endurance, my confidence, my lack of knowledge, and so on. This learning process is very humbling. I ask myself questions like, what traditional knowledge and wisdom do I have? What information should I only preserve for indigenous audiences? What am I ultimately called to do? I don't know the answers to most of these questions yet, but that's okay. So I ask you these questions, my friends. If you are indigenous, how do you decipher what traditional knowledge should be integrated into your research? What do you think about indigenous scholars who either don't know or have minimal traditional knowledge of their tribe, mob, or nation? And if you are non-indigenous, What draws you to traditional knowledge that is birthed from indigenous cultures? In closing, I'm a new generation of indigenous scholars and how traditional knowledge is obtained, taught, transmitted, and communicated has and will continue to shift.